You are tuned in to the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast. Imogen Campbell is your host and she will tackle issues that tend to sneak up on one and wreak havoc on the unprepared midlife soul. First up, perimenopause. If you are in your 20s or 30s, feel free to join the conversation and be ignorant no more. This is the last episode of season one of the Sparkles and Fairy Lights podcast titled Hormones and Health Anxieties, a Toxic Mix. Welcome. It feels like I'm coming full circle in a sense. Let me explain. The overarching theme of this podcast has been about addressing and achieving balance in various spheres of our lives. I've dived headlong into it if you consider that as tackling things with carefree abandon. While on the other hand, I've diligently dedicated myself to the topic of perimenopause and aging in your 40s and it was so vitally important to me and a burning hot button topic. Today, I tackle the issue of health anxiety and it feels like a catharsis. No one can truly understand how you feel those first few times when you have brain fog. When you start to panic and wonder if something like early dementia could be setting in, especially after witnessing a loved one battle it, and you know only too well how debilitating it can be. Few understand that moment when you experience internal vibrations out of nowhere or blurry eyesight that feels like it could signal the end of a career. It is why I am determined to spread awareness among women who are not in the know and whom I believe will suffer untold heartache and spend a lot of money just figuring out what's troubling them. So as you can hear, my anxiety about my health while grappling with fluctuating hormones has driven me to speak out and in some small way help other women who may befall the same fate. As I googled my own symptoms in the middle of the night, a regular pattern I followed to avoid feeling alone, I connected with the stories of women in the same boat. I heard about remedies and generally just felt understood. It also helped that the light was on and I did not have to lie awake with my own scary thoughts and the nasty headaches. I found a few public forums, but joined the, the UK-based Latte Lounge to get support from a club where you had to be 40 to get in. How things had changed, <laughs> to be sure. And I thought it was quite hilarious at the time. I still belong to the Facebook community. And I feel like it helps me to understand the plight of the women in the UK a bit better. But I also feel that they have made much more progress in terms of awareness and pushing for better legislation for women in menopause. However, on the topic of the Latte Lounge, I want to take a moment to highlight the fact that the website has a ton of resources, including an article on the 34 generally accepted symptoms of perimenopause, and it is of course not all, but the accepted norm. I quote. After the age of about 40, our hormone levels, estrogen, progesterone and testosterone, start to decrease and fluctuate and women enter into perimenopause. The phase of life leading up to menopause, these hormonal changes lead to a wide variety of symptoms. 
with 34 symptoms most commonly identified as part of this phase. End quote. Please take a moment to read it. I will link it on the blog. Menopause Matters is also a fantastic resource for women needing to delve into this topic. Instagram page is a delightfully fun take on it. I believe women just find an oasis there, a place to rest, have a huge belly laugh and recharge in order to deal with what they are facing. I'm sure you get the picture and understand why it is no wonder that perimenopausal women are stressed out. Our bodies are under siege. All of a sudden, we are fretting about new allergies and or foul body odor that seems to rear its head at the most inappropriate of times because we had no idea it was a thing. Then other mind-blowing weird symptoms start literally stopping us in our tracks. Things like terrifying internal vibrations, unsettling electric shock sensations, and distressing random shaking, as well as a burning mouth, pounding headaches, heart flushes, and dental issues are all a cause for concern. In addition, your brain is befuddled by brain fog, you don't know where your keys are, and you are petrified of driving. You feel more paranoid and irritated. This frazzled state is making you feel out of control. You're gaining weight and losing sleep. Your hair is thinning and skin itching. You feel awkward and now to add to the toxic mess. You may experience restless legs, night sweats and possibly more stiffness than you can remember. All making you feel ratty and truly rattled at a time when your career, family and life commitments are sky high. Women report losing their confidence and not being able to trust themselves or their memories. Once rock-solid women start to doubt themselves in minor day-to-day activities and then anxieties about their jobs reach stratospheric proportions. Is it in any way a surprise that women are experiencing anxiety about their health? It shouldn't be. At this juncture, I'd like to introduce stories and expert opinions on why this is such an important issue. We kick off with Katie Taylor, founder of the Latte Lounge, Year Her Poignant Tale. The night of my diagnosis, I came home and cried with relief on my bed that I wasn't going mad and there was an explanation for everything I'd been feeling. But I felt really, really angry at that time that my doctors had misdiagnosed me and I had wasted four years of precious life not really loving, end of a quote. For the other sufferers on the Latte Lounge page, her story is not unique and that is why she is regarded as such a crusader for the cause. Here's a brief snapshot of her journey. At 43, she started to struggle with low mood. Her usual bubbly, outgoing and capable self was slowly being replaced with low energy, brain fog and anxiety. With insomnia ensuing, 
She spent another four years functioning on three hours of sleep a night. She had other symptoms too, and the mother of four shared that eventually it was concluded that she was probably stressed and depressed due to her busy life and full-time job. Time off was suggested, and it was initially the reason she quit her job. At that point, she went on antidepressants, but they did not bring any joy. They just made her feel numb. She goes on to explain that, and I quote, I was sent to a heart specialist for my palpitations, which ruled out a heart condition. A neurologist, which ruled out early onset dementia. A rheumatologist for my joint pains. In fact, I went back and forth to different doctors and specialists over the years about all the various symptoms I was suffering from, which made me feel like I was either going mad or was a hypochondriac. End of quote. Her story is so compelling because she's not alone. It is a story that I've heard in the echo chambers of other forums as well. It is why Latte Lounge has thrown so many others struggling with the same thing. Please share her details with others you know who may be displaying these symptoms without any clue of what they're dealing with. In my opinion, I see a bit of a miracle in a story. A touch of the divine, I would say. As it was her father, a surgical oncologist who specialized in breast cancer, who first had an inkling that her symptoms were hormone-related. A blood test was done and estrogen levels were said to be on the floor and she was told that it was perimenopause. Candidly, she admits in her own words, it was the first time I'd heard the word perimenopause. Katie is now such a powerful warrior for the cause, has gathered other experts around her expressly to meet the burgeoning need of women who desperately need help and find a welcoming refuge to do so. Oh yes, I neglected to say that she's now mostly in peachy health. Another story that impacted me was that of blogger Lisa of The Sequinist. Her post, My So-Called Perimenopause, just resonated with me at that time. And I distributed among my friends so as to keep them in the loop. Here's why. I quote, This brain fog has really shaken me. Perhaps even more than the anxiety. It has affected my confidence and my self-perception. Being clever, having a good memory, and not doing stupid flaky things is part of my identity. It's who I am. Who I've always been. I'm a person who worked on trading floors for 20 years. Trading bonds and currencies out to four decimal places and never ever made a mistake. Oh sure, I made bad decisions or called the markets completely wrong, but in my whole career, I never made a single human error kind of mistake. However, right now, my brain is so faulty that I don't know what important thing I'll forget next. But I know for sure that it will happen. The anxiety I can conceal from other people, but the brain fog is glaringly obvious and it makes me feel ashamed. Another perimenopause symptom I have been experiencing is a bizarre all-over physical numbness. My whole body feels dizzy. It comes and goes. But it's a peculiar out-of-it feeling, like my whole body is blurry and fuzzy. 
I have a disconcerting vibrating sensation that there are two copies of me which aren't aligned with each other and are trying to get in sync. For the past few months, I've genuinely wondered whether I was going crazy or developing dementia or both. I've had to fabricate imaginative excuses for my extreme forgetfulness. At times, I felt a bit fraudulent for making up socially acceptable reasons to wallpaper over things which I was sure were signs of my spiral into insanity. She continued. Last year, my friend Michelle wrote a post about menopause and perimenopause, and I went back to reread it. I remember her mentioning anxiety attacks and describing the weird, fuzzy, out-of-body feeling that I'm having. I described my symptoms to her, and she immediately knew that I was in perimenopause. Once you enter actual menopause, most of these symptoms go away. Now that I've done some research, I'm so relieved to find that I'm just perimenopausal and not actually going barking mad. In fact, all of my symptoms are quite common. They're just not the ones people talk about. It seems hot flashes are socially acceptable to discuss, but the rest aren't. End of quote. When I read it, part of her story felt as though it was my story. I felt like giving her an incredibly huge hug. Like someone knew what I was feeling and going through and had articulated it perfectly. The story is partly my inspiration for wanting to talk about it too. Perhaps someone will remember that I was advocating for awareness, for increased awareness on the topic of perimenopause and come back to something I wrote or recorded and find in it the balm for the soul that she had unwittingly given me. Now that would make my day. And now on to an absolute expert in the field. I've quoted her extensively in a previous episode, but will do so now again, because I think what she has to say is that important. Dr. Lisa Moscone, a world-renowned neuroscientist with outstanding credentials, made some profound statements in an Instagram post of 21 October 2021. I quote excerpts that were particularly helpful to me. It also highlights the need to keep telling others about this as well. And here goes, I quote. When people talk about menopause, it's usually about the discomfort of hot flashes or perhaps sleepless nights. But there are more mental and emotional challenges that can be set off by the hormonal chaos of midlife. Anxiety, depression, brain fog, exhaustion, you name it. Symptoms can be so disruptive that many women are under the impression, read terrified, that they are going crazy. Believe it or not, this is a very common reaction, one that needs to be met with facts and reassurance. The problem is that there is no education or culture around menopause, which in turn means that too many women just don't know what hit them. They feel blindsided by their bodies, let down by their brains, and failed by their doctors, who also may not realize those symptoms are just menopause, 
over a third of women going to their GPs with symptoms of menopause end up with a prescription for antidepressants. Bottom line, she says, is we've been taught to fear our hormones and doubt our brains. This is unacceptable and due for a change. Women deserve to experience menopause and any other aspect of their reproductive life equipped with facts and information and free of fear, shame or secrecy. End of quote. There is thus some cause for concern when women are diagnosed with anxiety as a first port of call, even though they are literally worried sick and the cause of the anxiety is their health and the physical changes that leave them feeling agitated and quite often completely upends their lives. Ellen Duward, menopause advisor, shared really useful nuggets in an A. Vogel article. I will once again quote invaluable excerpts. <laughs> she said that, Anxiety often tops the list as one of the worst symptoms, and it's also one of the most common ones. She continued, over the years, I have found that anxiety is probably the second most common symptom in perimenopause and menopause, behind hot flash flushes and night sweats. End of quote. That presents as a conundrum of sorts too. Anxiety is a huge symptom in and of itself, she echoed what other women have said, and I quote, they may even get to the point where they feel as though they are having a nervous breakdown. I get so many women telling me that they think they are going mad or crazy or they're just losing the plot. End of quote. In addition, according to a Medical News Today article, other changes related to menopause can cause anxiety. For example, and this is where I quote them, 40 to 50% of people experience sleep disturbances or insomnia during the menopausal transition. Sleep disorders can cause anxiety, and anxiety can cause a person to sleep poorly. End of quote. For me, this clearly illustrates a cycle that many find so hard to break. The, pro the article then proceeds to inform as follows, it's, and I quote, The problem is that when you are going through perimenopause, as you get towards a period your estrogen can fall really quickly. So your mood can go from up to down literally within seconds. And that can then continue for much longer because it's much more difficult for your hormones to rebalance at this stage. End of quote. There are many other contributing factors, of course, but I will leave you to marinate on these for today. Thank you for joining me on this journey so far. This is how I sign off for this season. What's next? Well, for starters, waiting a little bit longer. I hope to kick off season two on 14 February. And trust me, it won't be about love. I have long wanted to talk about something else that has been on my heart. A heart-wrenching issue for a long time. The issue of finding balance in my emotions and thought life. What do I mean by that? Specifically, that I am a compliant person. I will define it more when we chat again. And as a result, I often roll out the red carpets and allow people to walk over me. It never starts out that way though. And I'm going to share what I've learned over the years one way or another. 
I've allowed it because I have had misconceptions about my Christian walk and what God would expect from me. The next season will be digging into those and fleshing out how I can better handle demanding situations that require me to have a backbone and stand up for what I believe without cowering and wondering whether I'm not nice enough. Or conversely, giving somebody the benefit of the doubt when really I should know better. Discernment is the name of the game. The Bible will be at the center. And my hope is that you will be willing to share your thoughts on the matter as we engage in a conversation about it. Until then, see you February 14, 3 o'clock UTC, God willing. Thank you for lending an ear. If you are new, consider subscribing. And if you feel inclined, please leave a review or let me know your thoughts on Facebook or Twitter. 